0: Yo 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 yo! Oh my God, coming off of a holiday, yo! Still gonna sing Christmas music, still gonna do it. Not ready to release that just yet. We're going to Three Kings Day, aren't we? Till January 6th. So yeah, yo 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 yo! Oh my God, what a gift it is to be here. Hello, hello, eleros. I hope you were uh, in full receipt of plentiful gifts. This holiday season. I just put something on my Instagram um, about like the useful gifts that I got this holiday season. Shout out to everybody who gave me something very useful. Cause like sometimes you get those things that are like, oh, it's just gonna like sit in my closet or whatever. Um, But like the COVID care kit that I got, I thought that was a really thoughtful gift like a Ziploc bag full of COVID tests and eucalyptus, like Hall's eucalyptus. Anyway, I have a very minty fresh guest. Sitting right next to me and I'm very excited because it's all about that podcast to podcast love, son. That amor, bro. A M-O-R-Love. L-U-V, however you spell it. I was on his show, Life as a Gringo. And so without further ado, just please put your hands together for DJ Dramos.
1: I appreciate the intro. (laughs) Making me feel at home right now
0: well you are a dj i am you are many things that's true podcast host Mm -hmm. you're on the radio like terrestrial radio
1: yeah old school
0: old school old school i mean for us old schoolers it's not so old school but like for the younger generation it's like wait what's it's not a podcast right
1: right they have no idea how to tune in
0: (laughs) (laughs) you need like that box contraption with speakers and some sort of thing you pull out (laughs) antennae or something yeah it's that thing
1: yeah yeah they have no idea
0: Dramos, thank you for having me on your show, Life as of course. a Gringo. That was
1: an amazing episode.
0: It was so fun. Yeah. You're also a motivational speaker. Yeah,
1: I guess. I guess I've been tagged with that title, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, you do a lot. Uh, like, yeah. It's hard you. to encapsulate. You're an entertainer.
1: Yeah, you know, a creator, entertainer, I, I like that thing just encompasses everything, yeah.
0: Well, thank you for closing this circuit of pod-to-pod pod love, uh, round one. Uh, I hope there's another round.
1: Absolutely. But,
0: like, it's I love this, like, cross-pollination, not to sound all, like, bio- biology, you know, <laughs> high school. The cross-pollination <laughs> of the flowers is what yields the growth <laughs> of the garden. That's exactly how I feel. Like, if we cross-pollinate, yeah. we idea exchange. Yep. I love your show. Thank Shows. You.
1: Yeah. Because then
0: you have the other podcast. Yeah, Street Stoic. Street Stoic, which is motivational. Yeah,
1: that one is definitely like motivational speaker-esque, I think. Yeah.
0: Give us some color. Can you like tell us about each podcast?
1: Yeah, so Life as a Gringo talks about my experience and like my otherness of sort of not being Latin enough for like my Latin family, but then being too something else for like my white friends, you know, so kind of always existing this weird middle ground uh and that's sort of what the podcast kind of tackles is is those of us who maybe our spanish isn't the best you know what i'm saying maybe we uh we struggle a little bit when it comes to that and you know just kind of accepting and embracing who we are and understanding we still have a spot within our our latinness as well Mm -hmm. um and then the second podcast is a street stoic podcast and that one is a daily podcast where I mix hip hop lyrics and quotes with ancient Stoic philosophy to kind of bring you some like morning motivation as you start your day.
0: Yo, y'all heard that? <laughs> That's like the best Sankocho I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, I often quote hip hop lyrics here mm. just as they come up, you yeah, know? As like, you should. We were just quoting like Wu Tang for we like were, 15 <laughs> <we> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so to combine that yeah. with motivation yeah. and like aspirational statements and phrases mm-hmm. that is great how long is each episode about would you say
1: uh the street stoke uh-huh. that, that was like 15 minutes so it's just like yeah. a quick like daily shot of inspiration starting that, start
0: that dramas dope yeah
1: yeah yeah try
0: that's so dope. And Thank then you. you're on terrestrial radio. Do people call it that? Did I just like date myself? Is I, that an like the, I don't think
1: anybody in the street calls it terrestrial radio. <laughs> <but>
0: <laughs> Yo, shout out to everybody on terrestrial radio, bro. <laughs> yes, son, that's my, that's my dogs right there, son. Yeah. Terrestrial or die, bro.
1: Yeah, I think we, we call that, you know, in, in the biz they call it that. But uh, but yeah, we might just call it radio in <laughs> these streets. But yeah, I'm, I'm on the radio as well
0: okay can you shout out the station
1: yeah so i'm on on z100 and then before that i also worked with ktu, KTU. yeah that's where i got my start and then after that was uh power One oh five one with the breakfast club
0: yo what a resume
1: yeah yeah i've been lucky been you've been lucky.
0: lucky but the the mm. gifts and the talent mm. yield the look in my
1: oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: In my observation.
1: I pre- I'll let your you career. say it. I'm, I'm not gonna say it, but I'll let you say
0: it. Okay, don't be humble <laughs> she only oh, be humble and she, It's okay, it's okay. We accept the humbleness. Oh, thank you. So here's a question I have for you yeah. because you have this duality mm. of being on the airwaves with the two podcasts. Yeah. And then I won't say terrestrial radio <laughs> with the radio radio. Yeah, radio. Can I say radio radio?
1: I don't I feel like radio is probably we're just gonna. It's so
0: Latino to be like, (laughs) you know, like radio, radio. (laughs) It's for emphasis. Yeah. So, like, how do you, no pun intended, but Mm. how do you tune in and out? Ooh. So, what I did there? How do you tune in and out? Yeah. How do you go from job to job? Because one operates sort of by this clock and like station identification.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Advertisers. Right. 30 seconds, 60 seconds. Mm -hmm you know and like only a limited amount and you could probably speak way better to this than me but a limited amount of content before the next commercial break and then on the flip side my what a long-winded question we're getting to a question trust (laughs) me i'm sorry on the flip side, with podcasting, it's like the wild, wild west. Piom, yeah. <laughs> Pulling up to the bar. There ain't enough room in this town for the both of us. But there really is, actually. But it's the wild, wild west. Like, park your horse outside. Let him mm. drink water. Come into this bar mm-hmm. and have some whiskey. Yeah. And take your time drinking that whiskey. There's no real 30, 60, 45. Like, no. So how do you... Here's the question. I, I told you there was a question. <laughs> how do you modulate?
1: Ooh, it, it's kind of like you know when you like have to put on your corporate voice you know so, oh, yeah. so it's like it's kind of like that kind of almost code switching i guess but i mean it, it's i think it's different talents you know what i'm saying i think i'm i'm far more skilled in the podcasting long form i could talk to a wall for an hour you know what i'm saying i'm better at that than the short form stuff like on the radio. Because on the radio, you're talking to songs, you might have 10 seconds to get an idea across. Yeah. And like you're watching as the seconds are clicking down before the song hits. Yeah. So you, don't, you don't want to talk over the vocals. So like Oy. there's a lot of stress in, that within that.
0: That would give that. me
1: such agita. Oh no, a little bit. It definitely gives, oh you, gives you a bit of that anxiety. So like it's a def- definitely a different skill set. You have to be far more clever in a short period of time and get across your ideas. Um, but I think it's, it's good practice because it's live. It keeps you on your toes. And then I've mm-hmm. noticed for like podcasting, A lot of my podcasts are pretty much like live to tape. I don't edit much just because I'm always in that mode of like it's live. So I'm always, you know, not trying to re-edit anything. I'm trying to like keep it natural. Um, And I think they kind of balance each other out. I think radio taught me like a great foundation of like maybe storytelling a bit, um, of getting points across and things like that. And then podcasting is just like. Okay, we took off the handcuffs basically, and now you're free to do whatever the hell you the want.
0: Handcuffs are off.
1: Handcuffs are off.
0: The prisoners have been <laughs> released.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Let them off
0: the bus. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was sort of like you brought me into your world real quick just yeah. now, and I'm like, I wonder what it would be like. Yeah. To like have those, I guess handcuffs, but like being on radio must. I don't want it to sound like, oh my god, like jail, you know? But like. Right being having those constraints
1: yeah I mean everything is give and take right like hey it's a blessing to be on the radio like stations that I grew up listening to yeah, it, that's yo. wild to, to Z be able to say
0: 100 that. Yeah. come on
1: like if it, it, that's absolutely crazy it still blows my mind that I still get to like do that and, and be a part of that right so that that's yes. amazing um, and I, I think it's just like different practices you also have to understand when you do radio the brand is bigger than you right so like you know mm-hmm. that Z100 that KTU these are legendary brands that like you know are are far bigger than me dramos you know so i have to be kind of operating within their space i have to respect their space Mm. at the end of the day right and the podcast that's all me so i get to like you know own that space so it's it's kind of just different another modulation yeah exactly
0: that's a great this is very interesting to me. I, I hope it's for all of the Eloeleros as well. Yeah. I didn't even think of that, and so you brought it up. Here you are operating under a brand. Mm-hmm. But doesn't it feel so good to have your own brand?
1: Oh, hell yeah. Right? I, I mean, that's the dream, yeah.
0: It's just like, I can't, sometimes I'm gonna confess. Yeah. I worked for a media brand or media brands mm-hmm. for a long time. I, I briefly mentioned I had this marketing career. Mm-hmm. So I was at brands like people in Espanol Magazine and Heineken and Latina Magazine and I loved operating under the guise of these brands that I was also passionate about. Yeah. That I were was a subscriber of myself even before I was working there. Hello, Heineken, of course. Right, right, right. Don't touch my Heine. <laughs> you know? so. And there are so many brands under the umbrella. Anyway, all that fascination aside, I was still working for them. Yeah. And now it's like Latinos Out Loud is a media brand. Mm. I still can't. I'm so thankful. Amazing. And I'm so thankful for all that experience. You alluded to it before. Um, alluded to it. My tongue is going to work at some point mm. this morning. That almost alluded to it before when mm. he was like, yeah, like, you know, there's that. There's that passion also that we have for what we're doing for ourselves. Mm. And at the same time, you're doing stuff for the community as well. Yeah. With your motivational speaking, mm-hmm. turn podcasts. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to you for doing all of that. I mean, you call it code switching, but it's really just like rolling with punches and modulating from job to job, right. role
1: to role. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's also important because it's like, I want to say I'm the first. Puerto Rican ever on air at Z100, I I think, I, I genuinely think well, that that what? is a thing. So que like, Exactly, exactly. I mean, even though I'm not playing as much like Bad Bunny and Mark Anthony as I want to be, you know, it, I think it's still important because it's like, it's, it's representation, it's somebody listening, somebody watching that and they can see that it's possible, you know, like I think when I got into radio, I felt like I had to change my voice a little bit and now... While I still kind of respect the brand, I also get to do it as myself as well, which I think hopefully, you know, opens the doors for others or at least maybe inspires other people.
0: Well, maybe we could talk about that a little bit. You yeah. touched on it. Like as a Latino maneuvering a space, mm-hmm. I've been to the iHeart corporate offices, yeah. you know what I'm saying, a couple times. And like, you know, there actually, I thought there was diversity, like mm-hmm. in the sales force and all sales, that. Yeah. Like, um, What's it like as a Latino maneuvering that space when it comes to on-air talent? Like, I don't know how, Many Latinos, A E E X Y Z, however <laughs> one chooses to identify yes. these days. Like, what's that like maneuvering the space as a Latino, as a Rican?
1: Um, there's more now than there was, but there's not enough. I mean, obviously, first of all, the legend that is Angie Martinez, like, graces the halls. So, I, you know, that, that the is. The Queen of Radio. Exactly, the exactly. The Queen of
0: New York. Wait, yeah. what is it? She has a title. She,
1: well, uh, <laughs> I should the know queen. this.
0: I know, right? We should know this. I think it's the Queen of the New queen York. The Queen of New York? Is it the Queen of New York?
1: I mean, she's the Queen of New York, by the way. Yeah, she's a queen. Why not,
0: Angie? We really want you on this show. Ooh! Shout out to Angie. Like, putting we really. There. I've been, I've been putting the ask out for a while.
1: Okay, well, maybe it'll maybe, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, we'll, I'm
0: not done asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we'll throw it out there. Yeah. yeah will happen. Put in the universe. Yo sigo. Yeah, but but I mean, I think aside from her, she was the only one I could think of. For, like when I first got in there, right. And and now you know we have. Um, Shout out to my guy Josh Martinez, who's on Z100, he's full-time over there. Uh, And, you know, KTU has kind of had uh, some decent diversity as well, I think, over the years. But there was few and far, you know, few and far in between as far as on-air talent goes of, like, Latinos, you know. And it's also like this idea of, like, if you are a person of color, you kind of automatically have to go to the hip-hop station, you know. And that's your only kind of place to, to fit in. So, like, the idea of otherness still existed for me when I was starting my career in radio as well.
0: I would like to take it back to that, if we can dial back. No. no pun intended, or maybe the pun was intended. Dial radio, see what I'm doing here? Um, how did you get your start in radio? I mean, did you go to school for radio, or like, what was it that tickled you? What was the bug?
1: <laughs> nah, I uh, well, I've always loved radio. Uh, but, nah, I didn't get, go to school for it. I was just DJing, being in the clubs, being in the bars. I happened to meet somebody who worked at KTU. And we just became friends and like over the span of years of like just a couple years of being friends. Um, he was telling me one time like how somebody fell asleep at the boards overnight and they had like seven <sighs> minutes of dead air. Whatever. Oh, yeah, so seven minutes is like an eternity when it comes to radio. So like that was a big deal over there. They were going to have to fire him and they like needed somebody they could trust. And I kind of just like threw my name in the hat. Um, and, and at, the, at first he was trying to convince me not to do it. He was like, the pay sucks, you're making more money now <laughs> doing what you're doing, like the hours suck, why would you want to be there? But I just kind of had like the long-term vision. I was like, I, I think this is going to open doors to like the bigger things that I want to do in this life. So I convinced him, and like for close to a year, he would sneak me in on Sunday mornings and teach me how to run the board. Yeah and then from there at that point it was like when they were ready to make the switch he like went to the bosses like this kid already knows how to run the boards you should just give him the job like you can rely on him and and that's kind of what started it so my first shifts were at KTU from midnight to 6 a.m. Wow yeah
0: midnight shift
1: yeah by myself just running the boards like just in a building by myself basically
0: I love that homeboy passed the baton yes we have to do that mm-hmm. always. It's yeah. so easy, right? All he did was, yo, come shadow me, learn this. Yeah. And now look at you.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, and I, I was like, I think the beauty of it is like now my, whatever I create, my legacy, he's also a part of it, right? Like I'm a part of his legacy as well. I think that's yeah. a beautiful thing. And like, that's what I would hope to leave behind as well as like just this whole trail of people whose lives I was able to kind of touch in some way.
0: So you touched lives also being on The Breakfast Club mm. for a long time. Mm. And I watched this video on YouTube, yeah. which was so well done, down to your smoothie-making. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I actually got recipe tips <laughs> while you? I was watching this video. Yeah, I'm like, oh, frozen strawberries. Yeah. That's really smart. <laughs> I wouldn't use almond milk, though. I'm allergic to almond. I'm uh, allergic okay. to nuts. But I, I would do oat milk. Okay, Is that enough. a good substitute? Yeah,
1: oat milk alle- gives you a little extra flavor, too.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. yes. I love leche de avena. Yeah. It's so good tasty. Um. <laughs> We're not going to go down this path of non-dairy uh, <laughs> smoothie options here, but we are going to talk about this video where Dramos talks about why he quit the breakfast club. Mm. Maybe you can summarize what your role was on the breakfast club.
1: Yeah.
0: The way you phrased it in the video was like, oh. I mean, I felt, I felt you on everything you said. I would love for you to put it in your own terms, why you quit the breakfast club. Yeah. Um, and maybe like... Let's tease people to watch that video, too, because you really go into detail. But if you can give us top line sure. why you left.
1: Yeah, I, well, I, my role was, for uh, most people, I was just the dude that sat next to DJ Envy. That was what most people thought my job was, just to sit there next to him. But I was the like technical producer, so I was running the board for the live show, so like I was controlling everything that was going on over the airs. Um, and then like you know towards the end, I was kind of hopping on the mic a little bit more as well with them. And, you know, I think for me, the Breakfast Club... First of all, it was like a dream come true. I manifested that. I, I had like, when I was at KTU, I told myself I'm gonna have a relationship in some sort of way with Charlemagne and Envy. Like I, I looked up to them. And then that just happened to kind of pop up. That opportunity came up and then, you know, the intention was never to be there forever. It was like, this is gonna be the greatest form of schooling you could ever have. You're gonna sit next to these legends day in and day out. You're gonna take notes. You're gonna figure out what you can from it. And then you move on to your next thing. So like my initial goal was to be there for only a year. That turned into four years, as things typically kind of happen. Um, but you know, kind of long story short, for me, it was like it's like being an athlete. You're like a backup quarterback. Eventually, you want to get out on the field. You know what I mean? So for me, it was like the time had come where I felt like I learned everything I possibly could from it. The only thing that was keeping me there at that point was like my ego of just liking the fact that I was associated with that show. But like beyond that, I knew that I had more to offer, and the only way to to figure that out was to just kind of go off and, and do my own thing.
0: That's very courageous.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. It was tough. A lot of people switch up on you. A lot of opportunities that were once there go away, you know, and you have to figure, kind of navigate this whole new life after something like that.
0: It seems like from that video, too, that this was not an overnight thing. Nah. That this was a build. Yeah. Tell me about that, like, internal balance that you had of, like, staying somewhere comfortable, because this is relatable yeah. AF staying somewhere comfortable, or is the shift more about doing Dramos's own thing and sacrificing all that gold on the balance mm-hmm. on the other side of the beam?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's tough because, like, you know, in this industry, there's not many consistent, like, checks, right? Like, it's hard to really get a stable life if you're uh, a creative. Things are kind of always up and down. They're coming and going. Yeah. And with that, I had health insurance. I had a full-time job, right? Mm. Like, and I, if there was one job that was guaranteed, I was on like the biggest, you know, one of the biggest radio shows in the country. So like, and I had an essential job, right? Through the pandemic, like people were losing their jobs. I was still there able to, to keep a job and, and, and make my money doing that, you know? So there that was tough where it was like, how are you going to leave this really stable thing in an industry that is so all over the place, particularly coming out of the pandemic and things like that, you know? Um, but... You know, I think for me, it just wasn't fulfilling anymore, right? It felt like a job. I was sitting there, like, unhappy. I was sitting there counting down the, the time till I got to go home. And, like, that, that's just not, A, way I want to live, but also it's just, like, such a deviation from how it initially started, right? Here I am sitting next to my heroes, and I can't wait to go home. Like, that, that is, like, this is not the place for you anymore. You've outgrown it, you know? So, like, as much as it's scary... As much as I could fall on my face and there's going to be, a, you know, an endless amount of people saying, I told you so, like, internally I knew it was time to, to move on, you know. And, and honestly, I struggled with that for, like, the better part of a year before I actually, like, mm. finally put in the work and the effort to, like, make a real plan of action to get myself out.
0: Kudos to you, Dramos, and thanks for sharing your thought process a little bit yeah. on that because I think it's relatable. There's so many instances, marriages, jobs, mm-hmm friendships yeah. you know you feel comfortable and like you you have the internal scale going crazy it's right. like right. and you're like wait no i don't know you know yeah. um god i sound like the simon game that i just bought my kids which <laughs> i've been obsessed with for the past few days like yeah. old school simon i'm mad old school i bought <laughs> jenga i bought simon yahtzee Do they like
1: Do the kids respond to they you? did okay, i good, mean good, when good. i can
0: get them off the tablets right, they respond right. um <laughs> But that, I think, is a relatable story, because we have to listen to
1: ourselves.
0: Uh, I am so guilty myself of not listening to myself. Mm. Like, this happens probably on the daily. Un for ejemplo, I made chocolate chip cookies for Santa. (laughs) I didn't listen to myself. Why am I wearing a sweatshirt today? Because I put on mad pounds over <laughs> the holidays. And yes, yes. And, like, I didn't listen to myself. I told myself, don't eat more than, like, two or three cookies. Because, you know, they're going to go straight to the midsection. And where'd it go? To the midsection. <laughs> um, But, you know, it's. I say that jokingly. I loved the cookies. I'm going to work out next week. I'm going to go double time. I promise. Nice. Um, I gave myself that grace, but there's so many times, like, in my career, I didn't listen to myself, and I would report to the office, to my keyboard, listen to voicemails while I sip my coffee, um, hi, Rachel, um, yeah, this is overdue, I was wondering if you could stay late tonight (laughs) and finish it, you know? Yeah. And it was day in and day out, that monotonous, you know what I'm saying? That's the
1: worst, yeah. Well, I mean, I think, for me, what I also, like, had to remind myself was, like, if I go out on my own, I go to do my own thing, I fail, I'm still the same person that got to that point at the breakfast club. Like, maybe I'm not going to get that same position, but I could build myself back up and get another gig of equal, you know, um, opportunity, right? And I think that's where a lot of people, like, are, are missing out on, right? Like, say you have this great job, you worked your ass off to, like, work your way up the corporate ladder, or whatever it might be, like, You go off on your own, you fail, you're still the same person that got their way up the corporate ladder. Why wouldn't you be able to recreate that same sort of success? Maybe, again, not the same company, but, you know, in some sort of way. Like, I think we we make it seem like, you know, we're going to go out on our own. We take a risk and our life is fucking over if we don't, like, find success with it. And it's like, nah, you're the same person who built it before. You can do it again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that, Thank Aaliyah. You. Dust yourself off and try again. And there's the hip hop quote for the It's episode. always, it's always gonna be mm. hip hop, R and B, <laughs> reggae, maybe merengue quotes. I, I don't know. Okay, talking about music. Yes. So, um, wait, no, no. I have another Breakfast Club question. No, 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 no. Before we get to your <laughs> DJ illustrious <clears> DJ career,
1: yeah,
0: can you share with us like one of your one or two of your favorite moments from working on the Breakfast Club?
1: one or two of my favorite moments man i think well i would say like guest wise um probably will smith or 50 cent and it's because i've never seen like like when you know people talk oh they have a presence like they're a star you feel it yeah these two like genuinely with like will smith when he walks in the room it's just everything changes like the energy in the room changes and and also watching as he navigates the room like his charisma greeting every single person from you know the hosts to the interns like sweet yeah and that you feel like that just changes the energy everybody in the room is happy at that point you know like everybody feels good to be there
0: was this pre-slap or post slap this
1: was pre-slap okay yeah, yeah. So this wow. is like so golden you, boy Will Smith, wow Pew. Yeah, crazy yeah,
0: yeah. how things have changed
1: i know i know but, but did you
0: ever think <laughs>
1: did you ever think he'd slap the show <laughs> rock on the ass with me no i did not same guy
0: um, was shaking hands with the yeah. intern
1: <laughs> slap <laughs> the
0: hell out of chris rock <laughs> i would never think that that's amazing not that
1: wouldn't have been on my bingo card wow, no
0: but wow but
1: yeah but like that so that was like really interesting and then 50 cent also like how he's intentionally navigating the room as he's talking he's making mm-hmm. eye contact with everybody in the room even if you're off camera he's making eye contact with, he's bringing you into the conversation right and i just think for me now being a host and being somebody who like you know has production behind me at times like i want to make sure i make everybody feel that comfortable and make sure i feel everybody you know makes themselves feel feel seen and happy to be in that in that space, you know, and create a fun environment in that way. And then I think, um, not one other memory, but like just seeing the grind of, of Angela Yee, of of Envy and, and Charlemagne, like, you know, all the projects they're working on, seeing how they show up every single day, it was just inspiring. Like that changed, you know, my, the course of my life for sure, of like what I thought was possible of, of, you know, creating things within this industry and just like the work ethic, right? And um, that, like, has forever left an imprint on me. Like, that, I'm, I'm a part of their legacy for sure, just the way they they've taught me just by proxy of being themselves.
0: I also have a lot of respect for mm. The Breakfast Club yeah. and those hosts and their grind. And her podcast, yeah. Lip Service, yeah. and everything she does in the industry. Right. Um, also, Jeez. them
1: being unapologetically black as fuck, like that's what I lo- by the way, that, that's like their thing is like we're unapologetically black mm. and that opened the door for me to be like, oh, I don't have to change who I am to find the success I'm searching for, like the skill and talent is going to bring everybody else to me, right? right? And that is like the beauty, of, even though they're an unapologetically black show, they have an audience that's very diverse um, and but they still get to like represent their community while speaking to everybody, right? And they can be strong in their voice in, and advocate for what they believe in and still have that success and like i used to love watching them have behind the scenes conversations with like salespeople trying to pitch them on something They'd be like nope that, that is not in line i'm not dancing Off for nobody. brand for us yeah like, we're not tap dancing for anybody Like that's this is so who we authentic are. yeah and th- so that like also changed the way that i just went in the industry and it helped me find my voice so like that's just like forever life-changing
0: Okay, let's talk a little bit about your illustrious DJ. Chick-chick chick, chick, chick <laughs> one and twos. I don't really do good sound effects when it comes to the that DJ. Was pretty good. I could do an air horn, brr. Br- 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 yeah. you know, that, you Quality. know, but the record scratch, yeah. no, I'm not too good it's at that.
1: Not, you got other skills, that's okay.
0: I love like when I meet these multifaceted entertainers mm. with Latinos out loud.
1: Yeah.
0: Cause you do so much, but in an organized way. Sure. So you're still in the clubs.
1: Yeah, yeah, not as much as I used to be, but but um I still am. There's like a there's like a spiritual side to DJing, not to make it deeper than it is.
0: No, let's go deep. Like um, talk to us about that. Let's I, go.
1: <laughs> I think when you like find something that you get into like a flow state, right? Because like my hands do stuff without me thinking about it when I'm DJing, you know, I'm, like my mind goes to things, oh, I'm picking wow. records. So like I'm watching the crowd, I'm just instinctively playing stuff that I think is gonna work and we're connecting energy wise. So like that's where I am now as a DJ where it's like it's a blessing, I don't have to be in the club four or five times a week anymore. You know, it's not my main source that's of income. Lot. Yeah, no, that's, that was, that's like, lot. you know, going going crazy and like my, my uh, health is not the greatest during those time periods. Oh so now not. it's nice to be able to just like do it because I love it. And obviously, you know, I'm still getting paid to do it, but uh, it's not my main focus anymore. So I can be really picky about it and just kind of like embrace the, the art form it is.
0: Did you start DJing with vinyl, or like where did you start? Were you on CDJs? That's yeah,
1: really I, so I'm of the digital generation, um, so I know that's gonna a lot of people are gonna hate me for that, but
0: I don't know. But I mean, listen, yeah. you could still be a very skilled Serato DJ, yeah, in I my mean, opinion. It's but. different. <laughs> it's
1: different generations. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, I'd be I'd be a fool to not embrace technology, right? I don't think anybody wants to break their back carrying crates around anymore. Um, so the fact that I can carry a backpack and be good to go, I think is uh more cost effective for me as well but um yeah i started out with uh cdjs with serato and and you know i have a great deal of respect for like all the old school stuff as well and and Um, I would love to actually do like, I know there's like a lot of vinyl bars popping up around the city. I would love to like DJ some of those for fun. Yo,
0: vinyl is like, I mean at first it was like the millennials, right? Right. And like the gentrifiers. (laughs) Like you know when they sell like the equipment at Urban Outfitters? Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, wait, they're selling record players at Urban Outfitters? Okay, I see where this is going. There's this renaissance that is being led by the target audience of Urban Outfitters. Right, right. Right. and so, but now it's like, there are these vinyl parties yeah. and like vinyl collectors. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of dope. I actually love to see it. No, um, I, do. I grew art. up in the vinyl era. I yes. grew up with like, you know, mom, dad, turn on the old Victrola. You know, not that we had a Victrola, was not that old. I
1: was no, it wasn't whatever. Crank it up the old record player. <laughs>
0: Rachel, go crank up the record player, will ya? <laughs> all right, Dad. All right, no, I, they didn't make me do that. They made me do everything else. But sure, not that, that. that, okay. No, no. Oh, yeah, I was the younger sister where, like, the older brother was like, Rachel, I'm yeah. like, what? Come here. I'm <laughs> come here. He's like, get the remote for me. I'm like, why'd you do that? Right. Why'd you make me come all the way? <laughs> um, but the vinyl, oh, that, the, like, authentic, that crispy.
1: Yeah. T- Ah, no, I there's know. something about it. Something I start my, it. my mornings with, with vinyl. Like, I, Me uh, too. Yeah, every morning while I'm like making breakfast or I'm like feeding my dog and stuff, I throw on a, a record, a different record. It's just something about Like, like what?
0: That. Give us an artist that you're spinning on vinyl uh, oh while you're God. feeding I,
1: the dog. I have like... Some old school, like you know, like Fania Records stuff. So, like, I, I love like Fania. like uh, Ray Barreto is a fi- favorite of mine.
0: Ray Barreto.
1: Yeah, of course, Willie Colon, uh, Hector Lavo. Hector Lavo. Yeah, yeah. So I have like. Uh, I'm just being collection. your echo here. Oh, I love it. I love okay. it. Yeah, but I love uh,
0: that, it. I love it. I'm <laughs> 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 so silly here. Yeah. You know that though, because we've already.
1: Yeah, no, no. You're I, familiar. I, I'm, I'm very familiar. I, I'm all about it.
0: I love hearing about the different facets of your career and also DJing is an art form Mm -hmm. that I thoroughly respect. I think just being in New York City too and being one of the club girls back in the day, you know what (laughs) I'm saying? Follow me, follow me, yeah. Yeah, I'm lucky I made it out of that era alive, yo. (laughs) I am lucky. Shout out to all my girls that I used to party with back in the day. Shout out to Amanda and Joanna and Laura and Amy and the click. That was like the key food click. So What's
1: the key food click up to these days?
0: Okay, so the key food click, everybody's moms now. Oh, like, shit. we're all moms and yeah. like, whatever, doing our thing. Wait, but are, like, we, are we
1: talking about like the golden era though? Like, what, like tunnel and like. Yes,
0: son! Okay. Yes, Tramos! <laughs> we're talking Palladium Tunnel, yeah. Roxy Expo, all them cafe con leche pop ups, yeah. wherever they did it. Um, limelight but not really that wasn't my thing it was kind of sacrilege sure. um because it was a church
1: right.
0: um bar 85 um oh what like some of those midtown spots mm. after work yeah what was those midtown like latin
1: spots oh, is, it, is it latin quarters or iguanas yeah uh, latin
0: quarters
1: see i feel like i missed like the golden era of like of going out like that like I feel like um, you had the last generation of like really going out
0: I'm honored I'm really I'm privileged yeah. True to, to talk like I used to go to clubs and we used to dance
1: yeah. <laughs> wild wild
0: can you fathom it <laughs> can you even wrap your head around going to a venue venue and dancing yeah. that was me and my girls and we were the key food clique because we all worked at key food supermarket nice. in Brooklyn and we would bring our slutty outfits, right? <laughs> and we would like lie to our parents, think we were sleeping over in Amanda's crib. <laughs> Meanwhile, we would like work our shift at Kifu, then go downstairs to the meat locker, change into our slutty outfits, get on the Q train, go to the palladium, <laughs> and party till 4 a.m. And honestly, like, I'm really happy that we're all alive, Naka Wood, because, <laughs> There were, like, rides given by strangers. It was just that era. It was like, yeah, man. It wasn't like Woodstock, but it was just, like, very free-spirited. Yeah. Like, we trust everybody. We're just underage clubbers right. with fake IDs that just came off of our shift at Key Food Supermarket.
1: <laughs> but even, like, like I, I love that visual. But uh, the key, I, love the, I love that it's literally a bunch of girls who work at Key Food are the Key Food clique. That's amazing. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think, like, musically, the DJ was a curator, right? And it was like yeah. you were trying to hear shit that you hadn't heard before, where now people want to hear the same thing over and over again. Whack. Yeah, so you're, like, people try to make it more of a jukebox these days, and you don't have as much room to curate, you know? And that's sort of what I feel like I, I missed out on a little bit.
0: Oh, yeah. you know, the DJ is the head of the orchestra. Right. Is, I also, like, I don't know if you're familiar with the Latin Mix Awards. Like, mm-hmm. shout out to the Latin Mix Awards. Shout out to Pills for recognizing the Latino DJs. Mm-hmm. That's where I really, like, learned the, like, intricate, yeah. like, there's labor here. There's right. planning. There's curating. Yeah. There's going through your sets before you show up to the club. Yep. Reading the audience. Seeing what's trending, downloading right away, like somebody requests something. Um, yeah, I'll get that for you. Boop, 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 yeah. boop, boop. Downloading it right away just to satisfy this audience that's like yearning, like feed me the beats, right. <laughs> feed us the beats, feed.
1: Us. <laughs> no, it's true. There's, it's, there's a selflessness that you have to have, I think, to a degree with DJ, and to balance because mm, yeah. you don't want to go too far off the rails where you're depressed about what you're playing. But like, <laughs> but at the same time, like you want people to have fun. That's what you're there for, to, is to like curate a really fun environment for people. So you gotta like play play to them be like what do they want to hear what are, they, what are they responding to and it might not necessarily be like the thing i really want to hear Dang. right now but i want i want you know people to have fun that's what i'm there for
0: i never really thought of it that way either cuz you have your own preferences yeah. you know what's hot right now yeah. but no that's not what the audience is like feening for right, right now right, right. they need a little bit of this real quick yeah. a little bit of
1: that yeah it's like a puzzle you got to figure out where the pieces go sometimes like cuz you could be playing, you could think all right i'm going to play like Whatever the biggest record is, it doesn't go off, and then you gotta like, boom, start over. You know, gotta like figure out what is the button I have to push to get these people like into this and dancing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I always ask this question of my guests, especially those that have such illustrious—I'll use the word Mm. Mm, again—careers and such really incredible paths to success. So, if you can give words of advice to a younger Dramos. Mm coming into the game after maneuvering and doing what you've done and seeing what you've seen and making courageous and bold moves. Yeah. What are some words of advice that you would have for him? Because let me just caveat this by saying he is listening, <laughs> watching, listening. Hi, <laughs> mijo? He's listening.
1: I think I, I would say a couple of things. I think first of all, it's going to take longer than you think it's going to take. Oh, so that's been my lesson, and uh, I would remind myself of that if I was younger. Like, it's gonna be longer than you think it's gonna take, but it's gonna be worth it. Just kind of keep pushing forward, and I would embrace my authenticity a lot sooner if I was if I kind of knew what I do now. You know, like stop trying to fit into other people's boxes. Stop trying to do what you think is gonna get you where you want to be. Stop trying to like do what's popular and stay. You know, figure out what makes you you carve out your lane and eventually people are going to kind of come to that you know and that's sort of that's like your that's your secret sauce is your authenticity so that would kind of be the the big one I think
0: I love that that is your secret sauce oh snaps to that (laughs) I you're I I feel like I'm cheating here because Hmm. this is the concept that he puts out on his podcast or if you go to his Instagram page there's videos of these like amazing phrases and inspiring quotes Hmm. and you're giving me that right now i'm trying real time (laughs) live you know thank you for the gifts of course and for like all these just motivating sort of stories yeah um okay can you tell everyone where to follow you if they're not following you already and like plug your shows yes plural my
1: shows uh yeah so life is a gringo you can catch the first two seasons anywhere you find podcasts uh street stoke same thing we are in the middle of season two you can find that anywhere you find podcasts uh, at DJ Dramos on all social media, you will find me. And uh, yeah, I think that that's that's it. That's the, the easiest way to connect with me. And. I always try to answer DMs and and all that stuff and respond to comments. So feel free to hit me up if you have any questions or anything like that.
0: Thank you so much for coming on Latinos Out Loud. Shout out to Brenda, who also helped facilitate everything.
1: Yes, shout out to Brenda, my partner.
0: Yeah, yo, she's great. Very organized. Yes, thank God. I appreciate that. Thank
1: God. That's life-changing to have somebody who's organized. Salute. Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys, this has been another episode of Latinos Out Loud. Make sure to follow Dramos and all his success. There's so much more to come. I'm really excited to tune into this. Show um, your life. Thank you. Yes, and of course, please follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. You could follow me at Rachel La Loca. that's R A C H E L, La Loca. And also, you can give us a call 978 Latinos is the number 978 Latinos. Dial it, no big whoop. Let's have a talk. Give us a topic. Send us some guest suggestions. Whatever it is. Whatever is on your mind. Just, we're here for you. 978 Latinos. I want to shout out our sponsor. Shout out to Tragos the Game. Available at all targets and targets.com Listen, if you're having get-togethers for New Year's, mm. I really recommend this game. It's kind of like... That headband game meets like Pictionary meets Taboo. It's like a whole smorgasbord, a whole sancocho of that. But it's such a fun game. We have to like guess the game, guess the word in English or Spanish, and it's so, it's so about our cultura. It really just makes you laugh, even before you like give out the guesses for the word. It's such a fun game to play. So check out Tragos Get Loud and the original Tragos game available at all Targets and Target.com. And also shout out to all the Eloheleros, happy holidays. Um, I have to give a big shout out to Mike and Don from this network. I am rocking the sweatshirt today. As you can see, there was an amazing holiday party Mm. last week that they threw for us. Shout out to Duce sponsor, Ethica. Um, It was flowing. Shout out to Wahitza. You know washington heights pizza i mean what a name right <laughs> we love acronyms I'm like also like you know word mishmashes here that,
1: that's a popular terminology <laughs> mishmash yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: and so shout out to everybody who was there all the talent of this network are you ever in a space where you can feel the power like it's like being on the beach and you feel the sun's rays like illuminating and hitting your skin it's like I'm glad I wore some SPF I'm glad it's above 30 like I felt the illuminating rays of talent and power and influence in that room it was such a vibe as soon as you came out the elevator it was in a beautiful loft space and it was just fun I mean don't don't put a a photo booth at an event like that you you already know right John like shout out to John shout out to Rick Shout out to all the talent that was there. The, the list, uh, we'd be here forever, but it was everybody on this talent this, this talent management's roster and all the podcast hosts. Um, so thank you so much, Dramos, for thank being you. here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Carlos and John, for being here on a holiday week. All right? Keep those menorahs lit, baby. All right, until, that, <laughs> until next time. On that note, we out.